You know, I'm grateful for sushi too because uh, one of my coworkers is uh, the guy who runs a sushi bar, and like he's really cool. Actually, we recently got that. Uh, get this discussion started then, shall we? <laughs> Anyways, hello everybody. Welcome to the Thumbs Up or Down, You Decide. I'm Eric Chappelle. I'm Melissa Leach. And today, we are talking a little fun, a little crazy, little little. I'm of course referring to Tom Cruise himself. <laughs> no offense. I mean, actually, uh, never mind. Uh, but yeah, we are talking about the new Top Gun movie that came out. A film that took at least 30 plus years in the making. Would have been out sooner, but hey, COVID, what can you do? Uh, and, and the original as well, because we technically both watched the original and the new one. Since um, Disclaimer, people, if we're going to watch Top Gun Maverick, you really have to watch the first one. It's kind of imperative to understand the new movie. Let's start off with the first Top Gun, actually, because, um... Yes, this is one thing we're going to disagree with, because you think it, it's, eh, let's watch it, watch it. I'm like, no, watch the first movie. It's imperative, because it's imperative to getting background information in the story. Fair enough, but I'm saying it's like, if you didn't, you wouldn't have as difficult of a time, but it's like, uh, you would still understand it. But it, it does help uh, to enjoy the the second movie if you watch the first movie i'm just saying it's like uh, the first one uh i will admit this uh, i do think that the first film does have a reason to be so memorable and iconic because uh there were a lot of cliches that did kind of uh, come out from it like the whole rookie ace pilot who like doesn't follow rules and then always gets gets reprimanded by uh his uh principal or uh, his boss in a way <laughs> constant slow uh i don't know how you want to describe this dreamy or like cheesy <laughs> beyond reason moments of the film that apparently were throughout the 90s movies yeah like the uh the romantic music montages Yeah, that that definitely that that was definitely like the earliest of like uh, the MTV generation where it's like they wanted to find some way to put music videos in their movies. I mean, like I get it; they were trying to establish a romantic mood. I get it, but it was one of those movies that they went completely over. And I'm like, this again? Okay, guys, we get it. He's straight and he's in love with her. We get it. And also a stalker as he follows her into the bathroom. They're romantically involved. <laughs> and it definitely uh is a bit of a product of its time because like i said like that whole incident of like tom cruise following uh uh hit the love interest into the bat into the ladies bathroom i'm like that's 
that's not gonna fly today. <laughs> okay, that may have, I mean, I, I obviously wasn't born around this time, but that may have been a very creepy way that men flirted back then. Yeah. I don't know. It could have been. I just... Okay, so apparently you were not attracting creeps to you, or maybe you were just different kinds of creeps, alright? Although honestly, if I was writing this film, I would have write I would have written a line of like, "Oh, I, I didn't know you were that person." That. <laughs> oh my god, I'm not repeating that. I, I will not repeat that. <laughs> I love you, Dad. I think all women can say that we've attracted some winners to us. <laughs> oh God. That is true. <laughs> Even in the new movie, he goes after what he wants, and he, you know, it's like he's a rule oh. breaker. He, he, you tell him, you tell him to do something, he does it. You tell him not to do something, he does it. So, <laughs> Maverick Dove, he's still alive. Not anymore. Hoo-ha! It's just you know, he follows his own moral compass. He doesn't give a shit what people tell him. If he feels it, you know, it, it, he, he literally goes by the motto: "Don't think, just do." <laughs> Right on, right on. <laughs> like, yeah, and, and I will say this, like, the original Top Gun does have a lot of merit behind it. Like, for example, it was one of the earliest films uh, back then to, like, show that kind of uh, aerodynamic uh, plane cinematography. Yeah, so it was uh, the cinematography with that, uh, which is interesting because uh, this was also directed by Tony Scott, who's Ridley Scott's brother, who, uh, unfortunately not with us anymore, but it's like, he's still... Uh, <clears throat> yeah, because I think the Tony okay. Scott. Uh, I'm sorry. Go on. You, you okay? Yeah, I, I, I'm, st I'm still. I had just woke it up, so it's like uh, my mind might be a little bit like all over the place. Yeah, <clears throat> Yeah, but with the. Uh, <laughs> no, I have not had coffee yet, actually. No, nah, we can uh, we can keep this up. Uh, it, it'll take a bit of a while anyway. Um, I, I definitely appreciate the kind of ambition that Tony Scott had for aerodynamic range. Like, I think he actually did want to go as far as to like make it as realistic looking as possible with the the plane work. And uh, I think uh, that getting a taste of that, like you know, taste of the realism, is like uh, something that. Tom Cruise would later then try to apply with the rest of his filmography later on, uh, with films like uh, the Mission Impossible series, Jack Reacher, and so forth. I don't know much about Tom Cruise's earlier career, but I wouldn't be surprised if Top Gun was actually what encouraged him to start doing more of his own stunts. Yeah, I, I know definitely for a fact it wanted him... Uh, that kind of uh, got him wanting to be more uh, on the behind-the-camera side of things. Uh, 
especially working with uh, Don Simpson and uh, uh, who I actually uh, looked into. Uh, Don Simpson was one of the producers of the original Top Gun, and uh, apparently he was a former member of Scientology, so I guess that's one of the reasons why Tom Cruise wanted to work with him for a little bit. Although, yeah, although I don't know if uh, he uh, Simpson was still part of Scientology by the time he was doing Top Gun, but who knows. I know they uh, went back and worked together again uh, for Days of Thunder, which was a racing movie that uh, Simpson had produced that Tom Cruise starred in. However, I'm not. I'm. I'm gonna be honest with you. The kissing scenes in this movie really awkward. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> even the ones that are supposedly supposed to seem romantic. I'm like. I'm sorry. That was actually one thing I noticed. It was on the other day when we were watching. I was like, "Damn, that's." It just kind of felt forced a little bit in the first movie. That's one of that's I think one of the things I was I was meaning was it just it felt forced and I was like I don't know I was like I'm kind of uncomfortable for her. <laughs> yeah, I mean anytime they showed up on screen together, I felt uncomfortable. Yeah. When when she when they were like on like the motorcycle and she was like jokingly like repeating the line that um Goose's wife mm-hmm. said to Goose that take me to bed or lose me forever. Oh she, god! She repeated that, that line on that motorcycle to 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 Maverick. They started kissing. And I'm like, and the way she's positioned, I'm like, that looks like a really uncomfortable kiss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, it did. Right? It looked really uncomfortable. I'm like, it's kind of awkward actually because it looked forced. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, damn. <laughs> yeah. Like, y'all, y'all, like, I guess the reason why I'm saying this is because like. They had so many of those cheesy moments with those moments of, like, the dramatic music and the slow motion all leading up to this, like, romantic moment between them, and that's what we're given. Really? Really? Wow. Okay. That's... Really? <laughs> yeah, the, this, this film definitely feels like it's trying to be, like, uh, one of those military schools crossed with Back to the Future, like, having that rebellious uh, sort of character and all those, like, cheesy romantic moments. Is it bad that I prefer Back to the Future? No, not at all. I mean, I prefer Back to the Future too, but it's yeah. like, re-watching it, I can definitely tell that, because Tom Cruise was part of that generation, like the Brat Pack of like, uh, those young, rebellious, good-looking uh, newcomer actors. Um, but you had mentioned Goose's Wife. Uh, that's something I also wanted to mention was that I had forgotten, uh, I, I didn't realize just how many... Uh, uh, significant names were a part of this movie, like uh, Meg Ryan. Yeah, Meg Ryan is yeah. Goose's wife. Uh, Goose. And... My mom completely forgot that Meg Ryan was in Top Gun. Yeah, I. Yeah, like, and I, I, I mean, I know also knew that Val Kilmer was in it as Iceman, but it's like uh, even Goose himself, uh, Anthony Edwards. Uh, I didn't realize that he was a uh, George Clooney's co-star on ER, uh, and I think he might have yeah. been the star of oh, ER for yeah. longer than that. But also, uh, I'm sorry, but when I, I get to mention this name, because when I watched the movie, I was shocked to see this dude in this film. And I know my mom's probably knowing exactly where I'm going, or maybe not, because she just gave me a look like, where are you going with this? Stickler. Oh, uh, yes, John Stockwell. Uh, <laughs> I was, or Strickler, whatever, I don't, I don't give it, okay, but like, I, I whatever, whatever, okay. 
Well, you are right. It is uh, it is Principal Strickler from Back to the Future. And uh, I, I had also mixed up the name. It was uh, James Tolkien, not John Stockwell. Sorry, I mixed up the names. Oh. <laughs> We're getting his names wrong. But yeah, it's, it's like, but, but still, it's Die. like uh, that. That was one of the reasons why I made the Back to the Future comparison because, like, it had that actor in it. give him time he's in the navy he's he's probably that still amount of asshole just to somebody else maybe a little bit nicer because i'm sorry strickland was a dick yeah Yeah, strickland was with with no sense of personal boundaries like he just got right into it's like uh excuse me like (laughs) plus i don't think he uh i don't think he had a moment where he said it's like uh (laughs) no mcfly ever amounted to the history of anything but you, Marty, are going to change that. <laughs> like, he wasn't changing around saying, it's like, I believe in you, Marty. <laughs> uh. Uh, but not only that, I was actually surprised to learn Tim Robbins was in this movie as well as Merlin. Like, I was completely surprised about that. Um, The white guy from Shawshank Redemption? I don't think I've ever seen Shawshank Redemption. Really? I am surprised. <laughs> I, I mean, it's like, it, it for other films that I've mentioned, it's like, I, I, I mean, I can understand that, but it's like, Shawshank? I'm, wow. Yeah, I've heard of it. Mm-hmm. I watched a personal edited version for English class where it's like my teacher went out of his way just to like cut out all of the curse words, but in doing so, it cut out a lot of story elements. Yeah, it's oh, like but, uh, uh, my school was, had weird uh, standards. The one there was another actor actually in Top Gun that I um, completely forgot was in uh, another was in um, oh god what was it uh, Karate Kid. Oh. uh... Uh, 
Uh, the one with Julie. Yeah. 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 Uh, no, I know. I wasn't saying he's a nice guy. Just the fact that. Uh, I can't remember his name. Yeah. Um. Shit. What What the hell is it called? Um. What is his name? Uh. Michael Ironside is what his name is. Oh. Yeah. Actually. Uh. That was That was gonna be another name I brought up because like uh. The even though. Yeah, um, you actually know him from that. Uh, I mostly know him in the world of voice acting because uh, he actually voiced uh, all the uh, the villain Darkseid in uh, Superman the Animated Series and Justice League. Like, I mostly know him in that department, but it's like, still, I'm kind of happy we both uh, know who uh, Michael Ironside is. I just know him from, uh, I think my earliest... That, didn't he play Merlin? In, um, uh, uh, freaking, um, what was the movie called? Um, I think it was a 90s film that he played the character of Merlin. Old ass film, too. I'm, I'm not. Oh, and he was also in Free Willy. Okay, yeah, that's right. I completely forgot about that. Uh, oh, and Starship. Okay, he's in a lot of movies that I've seen. I've seen Starship Troopers. And Major Payne with, uh, Damon Wayne's was it? Yeah, Damon Wayne's. I wasn't big on that film. Neither was I. <laughs> yeah, going back to Top Gun. Um, a lot of really good actors in it. <laughs> yeah, uh, even even some we learned from, like Clarence Gilliard, who played yes. Sundown. <laughs> General or whatever the, the guy who's last name is Ham or Ham or Ham. Was it in the second one? Uh, let's just. Okay, that's why I got confused. I was looking at the cast for the first uh, film. that was because uh they uh didn't offer it to her or if uh they did try to offer and she declined it but uh <laughs> i don't know According Someone... to her, actually, she was never even asked to be in it okay yeah that was it um <laughs> Yeah, it's like uh, someone actually put up a poster compar uh, comparison of like uh, how they looked in the film and how they look now, and it's like in that comparison, it's like okay, that's oh, not not flattering for <laughs> either. Uh, yeah, I just I don't know. It, it would have been interesting to um, bring back uh, we'll bring, Kelly McGill's. You know. Yeah, but I guess it was it was in their eyes they felt it was irrelevant. Mm-hmm. He needed someone who was, like, closer to, uh, it's, uh, someone who was within Tom Cruise, outside of, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to make a joke about, you know, the age gap between Jennifer Connelly and Tom Cruise, is what I'm saying. Is there a significant age gap? Uh, ten years, at least. But then again, there, it's like, it's like 51 and 60, 60 so it's like, I, I don't know if it's that bad. That's not that big. That's yeah. not that big to me. To me, it, it would, it would be significant, it was like... 30 years. Like Woody Allen and his spouse. Don't even get me started. 
<laughs> right. Um, oh, God. Don't even get me started. Yeah, uh, but going back to Top Gun real oh, quick. Oh, he cracks me and says, oh, his daughter? Oh, oh. Right. Um, Anyways, yeah, Top Gun did end up becoming, like, uh, you know, despite some of the grievances I had, it's, like, it's still as big of a cultural impact uh, on films as it is now. Uh, Although it is still kind of funny to see, like, some people, like, go back and notice, like, uh, some of the uh, subtle uh, homoerotic uh, moments between uh, Tom Cruise and uh, some of his cast members, especially in the volleyball scene. Context. That might have actually been why the freaking scenes between him and that woman were so goddamn cheesy. It's like, okay, we're gonna give you all this gayness, <laughs> and then we're gonna give you a whole bunch of just cheesy ass, so that way you can tell he's not gay, <laughs> and then go from there. So that way there's no denying that Tom Cruise is straight in this film. <laughs> I mean, there have been some rumors about uh, Tom Cruise's sexuality here and there on set, but it's like, really? watching, uh, yeah, like, subtle hints of, like, you know, maybe, like, he might be gay and, like, the marriage is, like, a cover-up or something, just, like, hide from Scientology or something. Are you actually talking about Tom Cruise, the actor, or his character in the movie? I- I'm talking about, like, Tom Cruise in real life. Yeah, and it's like, ah. I kind of I kind of feel like, uh, I kind of feel like, like I said, it's only rumors so far, but it's like, watching this movie, it's like, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, that was the intention. <laughs> to, like, kind of, like, subtly uh, expose, like, yeah, he has a little bit of, a uh, little bit of this on him, but it's like, hey, he's with a girl. It's the 80s. To be honest with you, I don't get any kind of gay vibe from Tom Cruise. I get creepiness from, with the Scientology thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm sorry, dude, if you're listening. Okay, I'm sorry, but, like, you need to tone it down, all right? Like, come on. Blame South oh. Park for making the closet jokes. I'm just saying, it's just... Aside from the creepiness, I don't actually get a gay vibe from the guy. At all. Hmm. And, I, and you know me, I would say if I got a gay vibe from the guy. Like, I, 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 <laughs> I, I, I'm anything but subtle, okay? <laughs> He's one of those guys that's just is really, really romantic, and because of how romantic he is, he may come across as being a I'm like, but I don't know. I just think he just, he loves love, in my opinion. Yeah. And, that, and like my mom said, some people are just like, they love love, and, that, and I mean, that, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. It just calm down the Scientology with you. Like, goddamn. <laughs> 
As long as he's only hurting himself, it's okay. No, 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 no. I, I meant, like, you know, in terms of, like, him doing films in which, like, he does stunts to break his feet or something. Which he has done. He's done stunts that broke his... Damn, the guy's, like... Yeah, like... That, there, there's actually a funny story behind that. I'll, I'll get to that later on. Um, <laughs> yeah, a funny story behind Tom Cruise's broken feet. Um, uh, but going back to Top Gun, uh, I just want to say, like, a lot of things it did accomplish and a lot of cliches that it kind of, like, uh, brought into the norm. Um, is it one of my favorites? Nah, far from it. Uh, e even for Tony Scott, like, it's not... Even though it's, like, one of his earliest films, like, I wouldn't say it's, like, my personal favorite film is. Like, uh, I'm still more of, like, a true romance guy. Um, but I think most of that was, like, from Quentin Tarantino writing the script. No, but I do give these people a lot of credit to not only be able to pull off, but have the ambition to go after a film like this. Mm -hmm. Because I can't imagine how hard it must be to actually choreograph scenes in a plane, nonetheless. Mm -hmm. That cannot be easy. Yeah. It's, I was like, I, everything, despite our, our qualms about the film, I can understand why it was very, very popular. You know, we're talking like, like it was horrible, y'all. Go that I'm far. Probably, I'm probably not going to choose to watch it. <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna lie to you. I do have a preference with Top Gun Maverick. I'm not gonna lie, and I, I can easily see myself buying the film and obsessively watching it because I'm not gonna lie to you. I've seen it three times in the movies. I still, I still haven't gotten my 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 fill of it. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> but I, that's that's seriously that's for a, the, the, the other half of this of this podcast discussion. But it's just yeah, the, the, the original film. I mean, kudos to them for for taking on this kind of film. It's it's that it, it couldn't have been easy. Like I said, even with all the things that we're mentioning, like that are quote unquote wrong with it, or like just creepy or weird. <laughs> it's 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 not a bad film. Um, um, I can definitely tell why it was so freaking popular. Other yeah. Other than it being eye-rollingly cheesy. Yeah, especially with lines like high-fiving a person after saying, I feel the need, the need for speed. Badass? I actually don't even think I told my mom this yet or not, but like, ever since watching the film, I've kind of adopted the whole mentality of don't think, just do. Even at work, because, like, that's actually not bad advice, admittedly. There, there's some times when I actually hesitate on a lot of things, and I'll go, like, ask or just not do something because I'm like, is this a good idea or not? And I'm like, I will literally go back to that film and I'm like, don't think, just do. Don't think, just do. And I, it, it, I'm like, it, it produced some interesting results. Mm -hmm. Including, apparently, getting my boss to laugh more, because some of the times when I've actually done that, it's been... Should I say this to him or not? <laughs> Go for it. What's, what's going to hurt? He <laughs> needs me more than I need him. Turned out very positive. <laughs> I highly doubt that. The only person at Whole Foods who actually does I have a podcast is my coworker, and he, uh, yeah. 
I'm just saying. Yeah, it's 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 just like it's 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 produced some interesting results with him laughing at me and actually telling me he actually thinks I have a good sense of humor. So it's like, all right, cool, that worked in my favor. <laughs> Stealing from eighties movies. That's the American way. <laughs> Not eighties. Twenty twenty two. Oh right, sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> the only thing i would have mentioned else is uh now we're at that time limit again uh but uh, the one thing i did want to mention was that uh it, it was kind of interesting to read about how like uh the song uh take my breath away uh ended up winning the academy award which i found out was up against a uh, little shop of horrors uh mean green mother from outer space which was kind of interesting seeing uh, and Do, 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 that song. Oh, yeah, that, that bullshit. Okay, yeah. The theme song was fucked up. The, the, uh, Danger Zone? Not just that. The actual, when the movies were starting and... it's like a, an extended introduction for the song danger zone or if it's just like uh uh something uh, they added uh, orchestrally to it because uh uh having finished uh, stranger things season four i know they did that sort of with uh running up the the song running up the hill yeah uh top gun is it the anthem it Hold could on. be i'm not gonna lie to you uh i wasn't really big on take my breath away Neither was I. Not that got old, but I do actually like the, um, that was actually something I was going to mention in the new one, but, uh, in, in the old one, I do actually like that, that, that beat, only because it, it does kind of add, like, uh, I don't know, like, they actually, I, I will admit, I will give it to the, the, the filmmakers with this movie, they used, for the most part, music very wisely. Mm-hmm. The second one, you mean? Uh, well, even in the 
first one, like with like the beginning of it, mm-hmm. I do think even with like the cheesiness, say I do think that they actually used it pretty well. Mm. So yeah, but yeah, um, yeah that 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 song's not bad. Yeah, like like I said, it's like coming off of the the start of the MTV generation. It's like the, it's it was definitely a time for like uh, a lot of filmmakers to like know the right moments to like edit in the music, especially for popular songs. <laughs> okay, so uh going over to uh Top Gun Maverick. Um <clears throat> I know I know this was a something that they tried to get off the ground for years, decades now. I was a little cautious about it, like, whether or not they were still going to do it uh, after Tony Scott had passed away in 2012. But luckily, I guess, uh, after working with uh, Christopher McQuarrie on a number of films, uh, Tom Cruise felt uh, confident enough to get this thing uh, going off the ground. Because uh, Christopher McQuarrie, uh, even though it's like he wasn't directing this movie, uh, he was still co-writing the script as well, so it's like it kind of gave Cruise a little bit of leadway to, like, uh have a team to say like okay look at what didn't work about the first film and then let's try to improve that and surprisingly enough uh they managed to do that exceptionally well like Mm -hmm. i i was telling like the first thing i usually say when i tell people after i after after they ask me how i thought about it i said like i am staggered by the gap in quality between films like i Actually, there's a lot of things about this movie that have honestly completely shocked me. For one thing, I I know my mom can actually test this. We were both shocked to have liked it as much as we did. Yeah. It actually came out of the theater. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, it was uh, because that I I can't I I, I cry every time. It's, the, it's like a tearjerker for me. The uh, for, I I'm gonna be honest as I always am. Mm-hmm. I'm not the biggest fan of Tom Cruise. Neither am I. I'm not his biggest fan, admittedly. Um, but this movie was phenomenal. I and I I cannot recommend this movie enough. It just and it it, it actually a little bit changed my mind a little bit about Tom Cruise. I, I kind of had that moment when Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol and then Rogue Nation came out because, like, those those were the two films that actually got me into the Mission Impossible series, and now I'm looking forward to the newest one. Um, but, yeah, like, this film in particular, like, I... One of the things I was really surprised by was, like, I was surprised about how they really matured Maverick. Like, even, even though there's, like, a big 30-year gap... Uh, between films it's like i was surprised at like how much they were able to like take cruz's character and just like try to tone him down from like uh, uh from some of the things that it's like i was a little bit on edge about but yeah they actually made him a really e- even though he's still a rule ba- rule breaker at times it's like they make him a really they showed that he has growth his his character has matured quite a lot and i was i was on i just there are so many things to mention about this film. For one thing, his his I haven't seen a whole lot of things that Tom Cruise has done, admittedly. Honestly, I think part of what did it was I hate to say this, I don't want to insult the guy, but he kinda of comes off as arrogant. Oh yeah, no, no. I in, in totally agree he's films. arrogant. And admittedly I don't think he did it in this one. Oh, uh, I'm not saying this one, but 
in a lot of his interviews, he comes off as being very, very arrogant. I think that's kind of what puts me off with people is when I see someone who's that arrogant, it's just kind of an immediate turnoff to me, even not even just like, it's to me, it's, it's just not, you know, you're, you're kind of turned off by it and you're not wanting to be near it. And I guess it's kind of the way I had painted him as is just this arrogant know-it-all kind of thing or this like arrogant person you can't get through with this film I was honestly I I don't know the guy personally obviously but I'm like I'm part of me is wondering if it's also maturity coming from him as a person as well and bring that into the character because I'm like wow this is He's, he's actually, like, he seems calm and, and all that stuff, so I'm like, it just it, it was just a different um, thing entirely. God, there's so many things to mention about this film, between camera work and the, like, use of the quality of the film, the characters and their, their character development, the acting. One thing I have to say also when it comes to, I don't know who thought about doing this, but I noticed this after the last time we saw the film. Um, they seem to have uh, taken the main song from Lady Gaga, Hold My Hand, and they've used it throughout the movie in such a way because during the scene where, where him and the girl are sailing, I noticed that they actually took like the instrumental part of the song without the lyrics and included it as the theme for that whole for that whole scene, mm-hmm. and they kept doing that throughout the film. Because I was like, there's there are times when I was reaching a watches. I was like, why does the song sound so? You know, I didn't realize that they did that exact same thing with with the first one that they did with with Lady Gaga. They kept, but although I do admit, I like Lady Gaga's song more than I like the Take My Breath Away song. Yeah, I because that I song, agree. It works so freaking well between the love scene between him and and the because they also use it during the love scene as well. They use the instrument, instrumental part of Lady Gaga's song during that scene. They used it with uh, the the flying scenes. They they used it with um just like a lot of different things. And I'm like, there I don't know who came up with that idea, but I was like, that actually is really really freaking brilliant. The fact that they they took like her song and she changed it and used it in so many freaking ways it just it made the emotional impact of the freaking film and i that's one thing that i will admit with this film i've seen this three freaking times people and every single time i've seen it this movie manages to draw me in emotionally i'm always on the edge of my seat i i, I freaking see this film three times and every time we're, we're watching even the beginning part when he's testing that freaking plane you're still like i'm like I've seen this three times. I know what happens, and I'm still like, I'm like, oh, what's gonna happen? Is he gonna make it? Is he gonna make it? Like, <laughs> still makes you anticipate and have anxieties to whether or not he's gonna make it. I'm like, I already know he is. Why am I like emotionally feeling this like anticipation? It's what it does. They somehow just they manage to suck you in, mm-hmm. and you're on that ride till the freaking end of the movie. Which I guess is one of the reasons why, like, I haven't, like, I literally am, like, not over it, because I'm like, wow, I don't, and, like, there's not a whole lot of movies that I've seen that can actually do that, because that can just, in the second it's on, draw you in, and just suck you in to the very end. Yeah. And I'm like, kudos to these people, man. Every freaking time I've seen it, it, it's got, it got, it's made me go on this emotional roller coaster ride. And I'm like, 
damn, dude. This is like therapy. Yeah, I mean, if a, if a film can really draw you in that many times uh, re-watching it, it's like, that tells you just how strong this movie has been. Um, and going back to what you said about uh, the music, like, uh, mm-hmm. how they use Lady Gaga, because uh, I didn't notice that when I was watching it through, but then when you brought that up, it did make me think back to how the first film did do that as well, but it just, like, wasn't as subtle. Like, I could definitely tell, like, it still, like, take my breath away, like, uh, when they use those, uh, first few beats. Considering I I haven't heard that song as much, it's like, I didn't notice that, them using the Lady Gaga song all over the film, but they definitely did a better job at, like, hiding it within the, uh, orchestrals to, like, make it really blend in. I think with, uh, the thing that made me notice it was because when we were in the theater, when they're in the scene where he's trying to talk to Penny and he ends up coming or he ends up um, we end up being introduced to her daughter Penny mm-hmm. uh, during that scene when she's doing her homework like this was like right before that scene where they're sailing I think I, I don't know if we were just honestly hearing the song from a different theater because mind you I'm not lining those, those walls in my theater are kind of thin mm-hmm. but or if we were just like watch, hearing the hold my hand song from a different theater and it was just kind of traveling or if it was actually being played during that. So it's like thinking, wait, is that song being played over the radio in this freaking scene? I had no idea, but I was like noticing the instrumental part of it kind of coming through when they were sailing. And I was like, Oh wait, this, it literally just somehow clicked. And I realized it was, it was a part of the song. And then I just kept noticing it throughout the film. It's like, wait, they kept using the song throughout the film. They just were using the instrumental part, and then the, the, literally near the end, I was like, wow, that it was. I literally took me three watching the three, film three times and noticed that. I was like, wow, okay. Yeah. So yeah, I was, <laughs> I, was, I was massively impressed. Kudos to whoever did that. Yes. I wanted to also bring up the cinematography because uh, apparently uh, they had recorded, uh, I forget how much of it was, but I think it was like over like a week's worth of footage with the flying scenes. Oh, wow. And I think most of that was because uh, each of the the pilot characters had to have, had to learn how to set up their own film equipment uh, when they were putting it in the cockpit so that way they can get like that. Yeah, so... Uh, oh, wow. actors like Miles Teller, uh, Lewis Pullman, Charles Parnell, and, uh, Monica Barbero, all of those, pe- and Jay Ellis is payback, all of them just had to, like, figure out how to, like, work this camera, work these cameras that they were given, and try to place them in the right position in the cockpit, so that way it's, like, it didn't shake or go out of it, because, like, if you notice that happen, then it's, like, gotta do the whole scene again, gotta do the whole flight again. Yeah, so there was a, a lot they of... They were also kind of like each like doing like cinematography work in their own plane. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, I knew that they all had to learn how to fly their own plane. I didn't... Which, mind you, my mom and I already thought was really freaking impressive. However, I didn't realize that they also actually had to do their own cinematography. Damn. Yeah, it's like... This is the one of the one of the things I have to uh, kind of give respect to Tom Cruise for is that when he does action scenes, he wants to make sure everyone's uh a hundred giving their one hundred and twenty percent. Oh yeah. So I I, I, I totally I'm respect very, very that. Passionate about making it as realistic as possible, which I which I appreciate. Yeah, and, and it kind of rolls back to like uh the whole incident of him breaking his feet because uh 
when he was doing Mission Impossible 6, uh, Warner Brothers had asked uh, Paramount and Tom Cruise, hey, uh, can we borrow Henry Cavill real quick to shave his mustache and finish up reshoots for Justice League? We'll even give you like three to ten million dollars to allow us to do this so that way and tom cruise was like no he's keeping his mustache while we're filming so it's like if you need to do reshoots you keep the mustache because we're not shutting down production and then immediately after that happens he does uh one of the stunts in the trailer where it's like he jumps off a building but then like barely grabs onto the ledge and tries to keep going yeah he actually broke his foot when he did that stunt and after realizing what happened they had to halt production for about a couple months Yep, so it's like, Warner Brothers kind of just had bad timing. Like, oh, crap. My, uh, um, I was, I was really freaking, like, so everything about this freaking movie was just impressive movie. Between, like, the, the acting, the, the character development, the story, just, like, everything. Like I said, I'm like, I, I watched it three times, and I'm still, I'm, I'm, I'm well, admit, I still want to watch it again, because I'm like, it was that freaking powerful for me. I didn't expect... A Tom Cruise movie out of all things. <laughs> Suck me in. I was like, damn. Yeah, and also, I gotta give credit to Miles Teller for this, uh, playing oh God, Goose's yes. son. I, this is probably, I think, his best role since probably Whiplash, because he's really keeping up with Cruise so much, like, getting frustrated about, like, getting held back, and, you know, what he had done uh, what had happened to his father during that time it's like you definitely feel that emotion coming from him and it's 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 really powerful especially the one of the scenes where it's like uh, he even tells him it's like hey it's like you told me do don't think like using his words against him in in that sort of way although i have to admit in that scene where uh, he is telling him that uh it's a scene where they're talking in the snow i did notice this uh in both the original and this film, but there are a lot of times where Tom Cruise is constantly trying to cheat his height. <laughs> like, did you notice in the in the scene where he's talking to Miles Teller in the snow how each time it cuts to like an over the shoulder where it's Tom Cruise's back, he seems shorter than is than the eye line when it like cuts back to him facing the front. Admittedly, no, I did not. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like. That's the one thing that makes it so... Uh, I had a co-worker who told me about that, saying it's like, yeah, Tom Cruise's height changes between shots when he's talking to Miles Teller, and I'm like, God damn it, this is distracting, I can't help... But although that's something to actually look at if... We might actually go watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I need you to confirm this so that way I'm not crazy. No, it's not because of the snow. They're standing still. They're standing still. It's, it's not because of the snow. Tom Cruise is just trying to change his height with cinematography during that scene. Well, I didn't I... Yeah, because, like, Miles Teller is, like, I, I, six how, foot. How tall is Miles Teller compared to Tom Cruise? Uh, Tom... Uh, Miles Teller is six foot, uh, and Tom Cruise is five seven. Yes, Tom Cruise is like five second, uh, five oh, no, seven. I'm, I'm saying like in the 
scene? What were you saying? That, like, Miles... His eyeline constantly kept changing. It's like, when it's, like, an over-the-shoulder with Tom Cruise's back facing the camera, he's, like, meeting... His his eyeline is, like, meeting, like, chin level. But when it then cuts over and it uh, cuts back to, like, Tom Cruise, like, and it's uh, showing his face front, he meets up with his eyeline. And it's so weird because... It then cuts back to Miles Teller looking down on Cruz. <laughs> it's, it's just so weird. I never noticed that. I Like I said, we might have to, I don't know. I'm not saying we might have to. I generally haven't gotten my clothes for the movie yet. But like, <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, I never actually noticed that until you actually said something. Yeah, it is. It's so fun. Even in the first film, it's like, I can tell that they kind of altered Cruz's height because like, there's one scene where it's like he and Goose are in the uh, the Admiral's office, uh, James Tolkien's office, and it's like I can tell that Cruz's body frame, it's like it looks significantly smaller than it should for uh, when he's standing next to Goose. Like I feel like he just kind of looks like he's standing on a soapbox to make himself look taller. What? It's tiny. Hold on, I... I didn't realize this until someone, I think, on Instagram mentioned it, because like I said, the only, I think the only reason why they were mentioned is because of the freaking film that came out, and, and I'd be shocked if she didn't win, like, a Grammy for this this, this movie. She's only five foot one. <laughs> only, I was like, I thought she was taller than that. I just... This goes to show you camera angles, man. Okay, so you know the film uh, A Star is Born that she did with Bradley Cooper? Yeah. Bradley Cooper's a foot taller than her. A whole foot taller than her. Bradley Cooper's like six foot one. <laughs> yeah, if, if there's a certain picture I'm seeing now, like, yeah, he, she, she, you, you're shocked with how, with how short she is. I'm like, she looks so much taller... Then she, she appears. Oh, God. Well, technically, I think she's used to that, because I think prior to being uh, a uh, music musician, she used to be a stripper. She did herself. I'm sorry. In half of her freaking music video, she's half naked. I mean, when literally. you put it in that context, it definitely makes sense. Er, 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 I mean, er, literally. I mean, she's literally half naked in the majority of her music videos. I mean, the woman is not afraid to show it up, which, I mean, good for her. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing or anything like that. It's just, I'm like, so she's probably used to those huge-ass funky heels that she wears. Probably used to wear them when she, you know, was, was doing that. But, yeah, I'm like, I just, I, when someone mentioned that, like, because I guess somebody mentioned they met Lady Gaga and, He's like, he's always reminded that she's not as tall as she appears to be. And I'm like, what do you mean? And that's when I saw the height, I was like, oh, wow. Okay. That, that, I, I was shocked when I, I saw it. So I said, I, wow. I'm just imagining uh, now what would happen if Danny DeVito had that mindset too. Especially when he did Twins with Arnold Schwarzenegger to make himself look almost uh, at least at shoulder length to Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> is, is, 
Tom Cruise actually insecure about his height, though? Yes. Very oh, much is? so. Because uh, here's the thing. Uh, Jack Reacher, the character is supposed to be, like, six foot four, like, uh... But with how Tom Cruise is, like, seven inches shorter, it's it's so awkward, especially when you're thinking about how, like, that one scene in Jack Reacher where he beats up a biker gang, just imagining this little man just, like, kicking the crap out of a bunch of bigger guys. I didn't know he was that insecure about it. Yeah, he is. Uh, like, even, even Family Guy uh, made a lot of jokes about him. Like, uh, there was even an episode where it's, like, uh, Tom Cruise is hanging out with Stewie. And plus, like, uh, South Park has also made a lot of jokes about Tom Cruise in particular being very insecure about himself. Throughout the episode, it's like Tom Cruise locks himself in the closet because uh, uh, he thinks uh, Stan uh, is the reincarnated L. Ron Hubbard, the founder of Scientology. And Stan says, it's like, yeah, I don't think your acting is as good as the guy from Napoleon Dynamite. And Tom Cruise spends the rest of the episode crying in the closet. Eh, some, uh, some people have their insecurities. Tom Holland is like I think five foot seven, and is he? Yeah, like uh, that, and he's with Zendaya, who's definitely taller than him, and they don't seem to have any kind of issue with it. He doesn't seem any at all insecure. It's really not that big of a deal. I'm sorry. There are women who are like what five, six foot. Six foot one, six foot two. They're, they date shorter men, and only because like they're, they tower over most men that they meet anyway. And yeah, it's not. A, it's really not a big deal. If the personality's there mm-hmm. and there's chemistry, you know, I mean, come on, that shouldn't that shouldn't make a difference. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just now imagining what would happen if Tom Cruise did a film with Gal Gadot, who's like over six foot. Uh, was there anything else uh, we were missing about uh, Top Gun Maverick that we wanted to discuss? There was the song, there was the choreography, there was the character development. Oh yeah, uh, that's another thing. Uh, it was, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, Val Kilmer's involvement in it, because like, even Actually, though... I was just about to say that, because I was massively impressed with that freaking scene. Yeah, because when I heard that they were bringing him back for this film, it's like, I was already aware that Kilmer was in a very intense battle with uh, throat cancer, uh, since, uh, since 2017, even before that. So it's like, I knew is his... He, does he still have it? I don't know if he's beaten it, but it's like, it's... It, it's definitely taken a toll on him to where it's like, you know, he doesn't really speak as often as he should have. Um, I, I think they do discuss this in the documentary of Val on Amazon Prime. It's like, does he actually, like... Because I, I know he, like, practically lost his voice, but does he actually, like speak still or no uh i think like maybe in like uh whispers uh very harsh whispers because that's like kind of like what my dad had to do uh when he had lost his voice when he got sick well apparently uh having that did not kill his sense of humor um yeah uh, what's it called yeah he um yeah i because like i knew he was a sort of a bit of a rival for uh Tom Cruise in the first movie, but it's like mm-hmm. when they announced, but when they announced that, yeah, they brought Val Kilmer back. Uh, I loved their relationship. That scene really got me choked up. In the second one, I loved that interaction. The fact that they were just 
buddies, and there was just nothing but respect for each other. Yeah, and... God, that scene. Yeah, that God scene was... You, timer! <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that scene, and I really yeah. got to respect. Think, like, my mom just said, I think, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but, like, the fact my mom just mentioned, especially with the way that they ended that scene with, but here's the question, who's a better pilot? He's like, this is a nice moment, don't, don't, let's not ruin this. Like, <laughs> that was the most perfect way to end that freaking interaction. I was just like, it's just, this is so touching. I was like, they're just their buddies, and they have respect, and they're just so mature, and it's just, you know, they're, it's like their family at this point, not even, there's no competition, they're just their family, they're trying to be there for each other, it's, it's, it's just the sweetest thing. Yeah, and uh, uh, fun fact uh, I wanted to bring up, uh, Val Kilmer actually was, uh, had played Batman in Batman Forever, and his yeah. love interest in that movie was uh, Nicole Kidman, who was married to Tom Cruise at the time. Oh so. So seeing that scene today, I was thinking it's like, we could get through this. I mean, no offense to Nicole. I'm just saying it's like, it's just a funny thing. Wow. Because that kind of makes me think like, uh, if, if that was the case, like, it'd be funny if like, instead of John Hamm, they got Christian Bale. Yeah, like um, a lot of things. It was it was perfect between music, choreography, acting, just the relationships. It just it was it was no other word to describe it. Yeah, and the best part is like even the characters who I thought were gonna be unlikable ended up being likable. Like especially like uh, uh, who who was the actor who played Hangman? Um, uh, what was oh, it? Uh, yeah. Glenn Powell. Like oh, yeah. Yeah, because, like, when I saw, like, that guy, I was thinking, like, okay, this guy's gonna be a douche, but then it's, like, as I'm watching it further, I'm, like, I kind of like this guy. Hangman's cool. I, I don't mind him. A bit arrogant, but it's, like, he's a, he's a fine guy. He's got good intentions. It's just, mm -hmm. he can be a bit of a pest. <laughs> I did think, I, I did like that one scene where it's, like, he, he at first uh, throws out Tom Cruise out of the bar after the, uh, after the bell rings. <laughs> And then immediately saying, like, oh, shit, that's my teacher. I'm screwed. <laughs> I know. That's the best. And both him and the other guy are just like, oh, God. <laughs> Actually, they did this, that was a repeat from the first one. Because after the first movie, when Tom Cruise realizes that the girl that he was flowing oh, yeah. with was his teacher, it was the same scene all oh, over yeah. again. Oh, wow. I, I, I can't believe that slipped my mind. Okay, I had forgotten that. Oh, God, I did not. You know, that was my instructor. Yeah, I was like, I, <laughs> I, I realized, I was like, oh, hey, that's not from the first one. Because Tom Cruise did the same thing when he realized that apparently he hit on his, his, his he literally was hitting on his, his instructor. Yeah, although I will admit, it is kind of funnier to have somebody get thrown out and then that same person coming back being like, hey, I'm your teacher. You want to throw me out again, buddy? <laughs> Easter eggs and just like 
Uh, I mean, it is possible. Uh, I, I'm just hoping it doesn't take another 30 years to make. <laughs> and, and if Tom Cruise doesn't find a way to still remain that youthful and in shape by the time he's 90. I mean, if he is, I will be terrified. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Because he looked, he did not look his age at all. He, he hasn't looked his age in ten years. <laughs> He's secretly a vampire. <laughs> Scientology has stem cells. <laughs> <laughs> they just make you, you know, bathe in blood every night. That, that's, you know, <laughs> blood, blood and plasma, just, you know... Keep your youthful look. Just get get a little bit of UV rays on there. You know you'll look young forever, at least for a good portion. <laughs> Sacrifice a goat totally at the top of the people. volcano. Totally joking. Uh, how do you do it once a month? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm well aware how weird I am. Yeah, we all are. Um. What else did I want to bring up? Um, yeah, I guess if it did end up uh, having a sequel and it, uh, you know, was up, uh, up to the same kind of uh, quality that uh, quality control that this one is, uh, yeah, I'd probably be down for another one. I mean, mind you, I'm not saying it's going to be, like, next year or anything, but, like, it would definitely, I, I don't know, this. I could actually possibly see this being at least, like, one or maybe two more films. I'm not sure. I guess now that it's become Tom Cruise's highest grossing film of his career, it's like he might be more inclined to do more of them. Because, uh, like, I don't know how much more longer he can keep doing Mission Impossible films. They're reaching, uh, like, the, the seventh one's coming out next year, but it's a two-parter, so it's, like, up to eight now. So I'm not sure. I'm not really big on Mission Impossible. I'd rather actually watch, I, I'd rather another Tom Cruise, or a, a Top Gun movie. Yeah. Personally. I, I mean, I, I like the Mission Impossible, uh, at least like four, five, and six, but I, I do agree with you. I probably, I guess, aside from like uh, the action in Fallout, I probably would say I do prefer Top Gun Maverick. But yeah, it's like it's a it's it's a low bar to set, I guess. Although I don't know why they couldn't have brought in Meg Ryan. I mean, it just I don't know. Yeah, maybe maybe it was for the same reason they didn't uh, bring Kelly McGillis back. Like they just thought. Eh. Although, I, I have heard that Meg Ryan has been getting into directing lately, so uh, there is that. Okay. Ultimately, I definitely feel it was a very, very powerful movie, and definitely uh, would recommend this. I, I can't recommend this movie enough to people. So I'm like, if, like I said, if, regardless if, like, you know, you like Tom Cruise or you're not a big fan or whatnot, I would say give this movie a chance. It might surprise you. Yeah. And uh, I guess this does leave out the question. It's like, uh, what other 80s class, uh, 80s film is Tom Cruise going to try and revive from his career? Because... <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I wouldn't be surprised about that. <laughs> like, I'm you know surprised... What? That's actually a good point. And the first... One of the things you can actually uh, catch if, if you watch the first Top Gun, Tom Cruise and his tidy whities all right? 
Yeah, because he ain't showing that in Top Gun Maverick. He's too insecure about that, too. I just did. Yeah. So regardless if you can or not, you know what? I'm the most. Although I will admit, that, that, that window scene in Maverick was pretty funny. Where he's tried The window scene where it's like he's uh, sneaking out of the house, and then it's like, as he hits the ground, he's like, he looks up into the window of the first floor, and the daughter's just standing right there. Oh, You know, you know, now that I think about it, it's like, maybe he could do, like, a, a revival sequel. He could probably get Martin Scorsese to do, like, a Color of Money 2, where it's like, he's the mentor now, just like Paul Newman was in the Color of Money. Are there actually seen the movie? So I can't, I can't say. If we do, uh, we would probably have to talk about The Hustler as well, which was uh, what, uh, what, the, what The Color of Money is a sequel to. Yeah, it was uh, that Paul Newman film where he's a pool player. Oh, I've never, I've never even I heard of that. I, I know what you're saying. What movie he's talking about? I have no clue. I, I, I didn't know it was called that, but I know what he's talking about. It was one of the uh, yeah, and the, and Color of Money was like one of those like uh, legacy sequels before oh, legacy yeah. sequels were a thing. Oh, that's what that scene is no, from. Two different movies. Oh. <laughs> No, that's uh, Jerry Maguire. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Although, now that you bring it up, I'm surprised that Show Me the Money wasn't in Color of Money. That would have been perfect. Show Me the Money. All right, here's the movie. That's not the money. (laughs) Yeah, regardless, I I, I definitely recommend this film. I give it a thumbs up. Massive thumbs up. Ma- yeah, I agree. Uh, massive thumbs up for me on Top Gun Maverick. I really was impressed with this. <laughs> I will give it a round of applause. <laughs> I'll give it the golf clap. <laughs> Mostly because I don't want to peek my mic. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I would say yeah. This movie's definitely a go. Yeah. I'm so um. Yeah, if uh, if you still got a theater that's playing Top Gun and Maverick, uh, by the time oh, you're listening to this, you still can. yeah. Uh, if not, it's got to be on Blu-ray and Paramount Plus soon. So it's not it's not like you're going to be limited on options to view it. Uh, just get yourself a good sound system for it, though. <laughs> I mean, you can still enjoy it without a decent sound system because it's one of those movies. But even still. I know, but it's like, uh, for those of you that, for the for the people that, like, do want to get that full theatrical experience at home, because uh, my brother's got that sound system equipped uh, in his living room. Uh, but anyways, uh, thank you all for listening, and until next time, I'm Eric Trapel. I'm Melissa Leach. And we will hear from you all next time. Take care.